Blog Talk Radio. evening to you and welcome to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. Thank you for joining us this evening. You know, this national show is actually for the entire community. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton brings an array of topics and exclusive guests to the table. We do aim to deliver thought-provoking discussions that will hopefully impact and influence lives in a positive manner. We offer relevant conversations to you. Stay connected with the show, and please continue to share us with everyone you know. We value you as a listener. Let's hear from a few listeners right now. I'm Kimberly Sprinkle, Executive Director of the Charles Sumner School Museum and Archives in Washington, D.C., the official museum for the D.C. Public Schools. And I listen to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton, a national show for the community. Hi, my name is Cedric Jennings, and I'm hailing from Washington, D.C., and I'm listening listening to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. Hi, this is Takia Hamilton, and you're listening to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. Thank you for tuning in. Do you want to get on the air to share your thoughts about the show? Do you have pertinent community news to share with a national listening audience? Simply email the radio show at letstalkshana at gmail.com. One email takes care of everything. We would love to hear from you. Tonight we have a very special guest with us. I am so excited to welcome award-winning and acclaimed television broadcaster, Monica Pearson. This woman's legacy has inspired me directly. As a journalist, Monica has covered some of the most memorable news stories of our society. She has interviewed some of the world's most fascinating people, but tonight I'm asking her the questions. This is a real honor for me. Monica Pearson is a role model for all of us in so many ways. Stay tuned in to learn more about her unique story. This is a very special conversation between Monica and I. Contact and connect with all of your friends right now and tell them that the famous Monica Pearson will be joining us in a few minutes. I'm so excited. Right now, we will cover our words of inspiration for today's show. Today, we have the famous poet Maya Angelou, who once said, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did. But people will never forget how you made them feel. Wow. Monumental and true words of wisdom. I hope we all can be responsible in how we treat each other. Powerful. Monica Pearson is on with us tonight. 
Please allow me to tell you a little about this trailblazing television icon. Monica Pearson joined the WSB-TV or Channel 2 Action News staff in 1975 to become Atlanta's first woman and first minority to anchor the 6 p.m. news. The University of Louisville graduate was a reporter with the Louisville Times for five years. In 1969, she participated with the summer program for minority groups, later called the Michelle Clark Fellowship, at the Graduate School of Journalism at Columbia University in New York. She worked in the public relations field before she joined WHAS-TV in Louisville as a reporter and anchor for three years. She is actually a native of Louisville, Kentucky, growing up in what is now known as Smoketown and graduating from an all-girls Catholic school, Presentation Academy, where she has established a scholarship in her name. Monica is a member of various professional organizations, including the Society of Professional Journalists, Sigma Delta Chi, the National Association of Black Journalists, the Atlanta Association of Black Journalists, the Atlanta Junior League, American Women in Radio and Television, the Atlanta Press Club, National Academy of Television and Arts and Sciences, the Screen Actors Guild, and the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. Monica Pearson did retire in July 2012. She has received numerous awards, which reflects her outstanding abilities. In 2001, she was named Broadcaster of the Year at the Digamma Kappa Broadcast Pioneer Award at the University of Georgia for the Henry W. Grady College of Journalism and Mass Communications. Lastly, the Georgia Commission on the Holocaust named Monica the recipient of the Humanitarian Award. She is truly a pioneer in the journalism field. She has inspired millions of people. I personally have always admired her work. She is the epitome of what a broadcaster should be. She has had a first-rate career. Listeners of Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton, please help me welcome the one and only Miss Monica Pearson. How are you? I'm doing great today, Shana, and how are you? Oh, I am fabulous and so excited to have you on with us because I'll personally tell you this, I admire your work, and so many of our listeners do too also, Monica, so we're excited to get to know you a little better one-on-one. Well, thank you for the opportunity to share a little more about myself. Oh, great. The tables are turned. We're asking you the questions now. That's fun. (laughs) Okay, now I've got to know this. What or who has inspired your acclaimed work as a broadcaster? Well, interestingly enough, the person who has really influenced my work is someone who's not in the business at all. And your listeners are going to laugh when I say it because they'll go, oh, everybody says that. But it's true. My mother. My mother has always been the person who's said what Daddy King used to say, make it plain. When I was growing up as a little girl, what was important to her that my speech was proper. Yes. English was extremely, you know, grammar, uh, pronunciations, not dropping the endings of words, all of that. Mm. Had to enunciate. And education was important to her. My mother was the first person on my maternal side of the family to graduate from high school. I'm the second and the first to graduate from college. So from a little girl, my mother instilled in me the importance of presenting myself well. Because remember, when I was growing up, segregation was still in place. Yes. So my mother would always say, 
it's not expected that you would be intelligent. So prove them wrong. Mm. <laughs> my mom, my mom has always been my inspiration. She's 90 years old now. Wow. Going strong. She's reading every day. She listens to talk radio. Uh, she stays informed and she has a great time discussing issues. Mm. <laughs> you know, it sounds like you had a powerful role model. I really did. My parents divorced when I was three years old, and my mother uh, was determined that, as she said, I was going to get out of Smoketown one way or the other. I grew up in Smoketown in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. And so mother just always said, you know, it was important that if you don't like walking, because she never learned to drive, okay. then you need to get an education so you can get your driver's license, so you can get a part-time job that will then help you get a car, and then you can go to college. You know, she would give you not just the immediate answer, but the answer that would go all the way out to infinity. <laughs> She broke it down into steps. And that's what was so wonderful about her. You know, people say all the time, I, I set a goal and I reach my goal. Well, my mother set a goal, but then she set the next goal. In other mm. words, she never let me rest. Yes. And at the time, as a young person, I thought, my goodness, when am I going to get a chance to play? And the reality is, once I got everything in my life in place, then I had the opportunity to play, yes. to play the way that I wanted to and could really enjoy. Mm. Mother always set goals for me, and then I, in turn, set goals for myself. Mm. So I think that, that that is the one thing that my mother gave me other than life, that really is the reason for my success, mm. always setting goals and always reaching higher to see how far you could go until you ran into a wall. And then the question became, how do I get through it, over yes. it, or around it, or under it? Mm. You know, your mother gave you critical building blocks to life, and I just, I love it, Monica. Now, oh, you yeah. talk about, as a child, how your mother emphasized education and setting goals. But as a small child, tell me this. Did you ever envision that you would be a world-renowned broadcaster one day? Absolutely not. Because when <laughs> I was growing up, remember, I didn't see people like me on television. Yes. That is the reason today I'm always thrilled when black and white students come up to me and say, I've grown up watching you yes. or even adults, and, you know, I wanted to be like you. Because when I was growing up, the only black people on television were entertainers, and really there weren't that many. Okay. I can remember when Julia, Diane Carroll, yes. came on the air. She had the first show starring a black person, and then, of course, you had uh, Nat King Cole with his short-lived variety show, okay. but you really didn't see black people doing news until much later, so I never thought that I would be on television. My degree is in English and philosophy. Wow. I had planned to be an English teacher. Mm. And you, obviously, there's nothing wrong with being an English teacher, but you became world-renowned for what you've done very well. Well, thank you. I've been blessed that uh, I happen to be in the right places at the right time mm. with the skills that yes. were needed, and that's the yes. important thing. When people talk about luck all the time, luck only happens if you have that's right. skills that's in right. order to follow through. That's on right. Luck. That's right. To be able to take advantage of the opportunities that's there. Absolutely. And I think it's also important that people remember not to be shy about who they are. I would mm. not be in television had it not been uh, for two things. One. 
on. I went to apply for a job at a TV station in Louisville after I had worked in newspapers. Okay. And the TV station said to me, no, I'm sorry, you don't get the job. You're not right for the job. Okay. So instead of me walking out, I said, well, could you tell me what could I do to prepare to oh, get this smart. kind of job? So often people, when they are told no, they don't ask why. Mm-hmm. And ask in a way where people are willing to give you helpful information yes. to help you get your skills. So one of the things the news director said was I didn't look the part of a television anchor. Now, at this time, Diane Sawyer was on the air as a weather girl. Okay. The woman who now does, you know, the 80s. Oh, yeah. She was a weather girl. That's the best she could get in okay. Louisville, Kentucky, with her education. So uh, for a black woman, it was going to be even more, to be even more difficult. Yes. So I did go to charm school, learn to do hair and makeup. And okay. part of the charm school modeling course was you had to do informal modeling out at the mall for Bix Department Store, which was a fine woman's store in Louisville at that time. Okay. And so I walked to the restaurant in, in my attire, and I stopped the table and would tell them about the clothing and all of that. And this woman says to me, well, what do you do when you're not doing this? Learn from that, ladies and gentlemen. If somebody asks you a question, answer it to its fullest. Yes. I said to her, I'm a TV reporter, I'm a, tele- I'm a newspaper reporter yes. trying to become a television reporter, working for Brown Foreman Distillers right now in public relations and really trying to get skills to move to TV. Her husband was the news director of WHASD. Amazing. So two things there. If I had not followed the advice of the news director at the TV station who said you don't look the part and taken the charm course, I would not have been in place in the charm school to then be able to go to Big's department store and do that for them to then meet the news director. Mm. And when he came, I gave him my resume so clearly. He said, come in in a week for an interview. I would interview and then turn in my resignation to Brown Foreman. So you never know when someone you meet could be your conduit to something good. That's right. You always have to treat people well. That's right. And and smart and stay prepared. Stay prepared because you were prepared. Yes. Mm. I, I, young people who say to me, oh, I want to sing, then I'll say, well, sing for me. Yes. And they usually look at me like, well, what do you mean sing? <laughs> you you want to be a singer, sing. Well, right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not prepared. I don't have anything in mind. <laughs> well, what, what if I was Jimmy Jam or right. Babyface and I asked you to sing? You would miss an opportunity That's to right. be a star because you didn't sing. <laughs> good advice. No, very good advice. Always stay prepared. You know, Monica, everyone knows you uh, for being an awesome and award-winning broadcaster journalist, if you will. And you've covered countless news stories over the years. I've got to know, does one or two always stand out for you? And if so, which ones? Well, the first one that always comes to mind was a story that came basically through my daughter's activities. Claire is now 33. Okay. But when she was a teenager and playing uh, basketball and soccer, one of her coaches said to me, you know, the Georgia High School Association, which uh, governs all competition in the schools from sports even to debate, yeah. they've never had a woman on their board of directors. Oh, and I'm wow. like, what? So I did a story on men, and what ended up happening is not only did they add women to their board, but they also made girls soccer statewide competition. Awesome. 
so that girls could get scholarships to college for soccer. You know, we've always had basketball for girls. Yes. And volleyball was late. But we never had soccer, and soccer was such a growing sport. So that story was very important to me because mm. it opened up opportunities for yes. young girls, and yes. that meant a lot. Yes. Then I guess the other story that touched me a great deal only because it was a part of history, well, actually two. One was to be there when President Jimmy Carter received the Nobel Peace Prize, to be Amazing. in Oslo, Norway. That was a historic moment. And then, of course, the other when President Barack Obama was inaugurated for okay. time to be there for that. Mm. So those are the three stories that always stick out in my mind, two of them that were history-making and the other that changed history for mm. girls. Game-changing, which goes into how the media, obviously good news reporting can help shape this society for the better. Now, Monica, from your perspective, I've got to know, has the news industry changed over the last 30 or so years, and how? Absolutely. Absolutely. When I first came to Atlanta, uh, now, 39 years ago, wow. uh, there were blue laws, so on Sunday, everything closed, uh, <laughs> and, and even the malls were closed on Sunday, um, and then when I look at media, back then we were shooting on film, now everything is almost videotaped, but it's such small videotape, it's almost not real. Wow. I mean, it can fit in the palm of your hand. Yes. And then live shots were not heard of then. Live shots are a regular part of life. Yes. Um, and what's interesting about that is, you know, we used to always have this huge truck, and now you can do a live shot from a backpack on your back. The use wow. of satellites have really changed everything, and, and editing is so much easier than mm -hmm. it used to be. Yes. You can even edit on your computer now and yes. then feed it back to the station on the computer, mm -hmm. and it goes on the air, and it looks just as good as if you shot it any other way. <laughs> so... You know, Monica, I love interviewing fascinating people such as yourself, but you've interviewed some monumental, fascinating people a lot more than I did. And I've got to know this. Who have you interviewed that you found to be the most fascinating and why? Well, I guess uh, that's hard to say. You can't just name one. <laughs> uh, for instance, Dolly Parton, who it looks like cotton candy but really is a steel magnolia who was fun. Wow. It was like being with a girlfriend. She was so down to earth, so warm, just grateful for every gift she has. Mm, and it. it was it was really fun being with her. And then with James Earl Jones. Wow. Oh, that voice. Yes. To know that he had once been a stutterer and how he overcame it and wow. the joys of, you know, a fatherhood late in life. Okay. He was wonderful. And then when we came out of the interview with him, we walked out of the hotel and we were walking him to his car. And at the same time, Will Smith was coming into the hotel and to see a star like him yes. just go bonkers over seeing James Earl Jones. Wow. He just lost it. It was like, oh, I love your movie. Oh, I love your voice. It was so <laughs> funny to see a star reacting yeah. to another star yeah. that way. To do an interview with Julia Roberts, and she walked in the room and goes, she walks into the room and goes, oh, I grew up watching you on television. So it's okay, that's so me. There are so <laughs> many interviews in that over the years, it's kind of scary when you've met so many people and you don't realize what a wonderful interview it was until you see it later on. Mm. Retire. 
Powerful. Even at the moment you're doing it. Yeah. And, you know, I've never been one to be impressed by anyone because, as my mother always said, everybody puts their panties on the same way. <laughs> I love um, it. <laughs> and so, you know, you just... I was just doing my job. Yes. And then when I retired to see just this list of people who had been kind enough to give me their time and, more importantly, good enough and real enough to give me good stories. Because mm. those interviews mean nothing if it's just a repetition of things you've heard before. Yes. But for them to really share with me uh, stories they hadn't told before, mm. that, that to me was the ultimate gift. But as you know, because you're a good interviewer, uh, you. it comes through the preparation. Yes. The more you know about a person to set them at ease, the more they will trust you and give you more information mm. that other people haven't been able to get. Uh, so true, a very critical pearl to realize. Now, I've got to know this. You've interviewed fascinating people from Julia Roberts to James Earl Jones. But is there anyone you want to interview that may be oh, yes. deceased or still living? Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, I would love to interview Tina Turner. I've always wanted to interview Oh, wow. Turner. I love her music. I'm sorry she's not performing anymore. No. It's like Oprah. I would have been in the background dancing with her. I would <laughs> I love to dance, and she, she to me, was the ultimate dancer. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I I loved her. And then, uh, I love her. And then Jackie Kennedy, of course, everybody wanted to interview her. Yes, elegant. That would have been a great one. I did, was lucky enough to interview Mrs. King. Oh, um, wow. And and that was something that I really do cherish. I have a picture in my home. Um, We did, the station actually did a series where we inter- we did a series with the governors, former governors of the state yes. and their wives, put them all in a room and we talked. Well, this was where we had Mrs. Afranathy, Mrs. King, okay. uh, Mr. Lowry, Reverend Lowry and Mrs. Lowry uh, for a show that we did many years ago at the Fox Theater and I have that picture of all of us singing mm. We Shall Overcome on the stage of the Fox. Oh, wow. So I have, you know, I've just about interviewed everybody I would like. I would love to interview and you're going to laugh. I find the president interesting, but I find Michelle much more interesting. <laughs> oh, I'd love to interview our first lady. It would be nice to interview the president, but I would really like to interview her and their daughter. Mm, that, now, that would be a very special moment. Mm-hmm. That, would, to me, would be the ultimate interview. Mm. You know, as an award-winning and celebrated news broadcaster and journalist, how does the media or the news impact our lives? I think the news impacts our lives greatly because it helps us make decisions about things that affect our lives. For instance, many people don't read the newspaper anymore or read news magazines to determine how they should vote on issues or even understand and issues with the Affordable Health Care Act. It's amazing how many people don't understand what it is, how it operates. They yes. go by what they see and hear on television and oftentimes and radio and oftentimes that information is not correct. Mm. You need to read for yourself. And yes. with the internet available, you can do that now. You can read the entire act. But I find that oftentimes television and radio will only provide the surface because they don't have enough time to give in depth. Mm. So it is important for the viewer and the listener to also do more research. Problem is, most people are lazy. They don't want to do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I've, I've always felt, and I will, will say it because 
I think people in Atlanta are very careful about it. Most Atlanta reporters really try hard to give both sides of the story yes. in that side that is not evident. And that is important, the yes. critical thinking side. You can have the black side and the white side, but then there's the gray side. Yes. <laughs> and it's important to share. And oftentimes we forget that, and that colors the story in the wrong way. Mm. So uh, the news, television news in particular, because it's visual, can truly affect people's opinions, and they can make all of their decisions based on what they see on the air, which Mm. scares me, which Mm. means we really do need to be very conscientious in how we do our job. Yes. And knowledge is power. You know, Monica, before we get out of here, what advice? Do you have for an aspiring television broadcaster that's listening in right now and the legendary award-winning Monica Pearson is on, what's the best piece of advice you could give that young man or young woman? Read. Okay. The more you read, the better educated you are, the better interviewer you will be. Yes. Um, And you start that while you're in high school. You need to work for your high school newspaper or if they have a TV station. And don't ever say, I want to be an anchor. You want to be a reporter. Anybody can sit up there and read. Mm, Powerful. Not everybody knows how to do the research to ask the right questions that will give people the information they need to make decisions about their lives. Mm. You must go into this field because you care, not because you want people to know your name. (laughs) Oh, Monica Pearson, you've inspired me personally, and I thank you so much. Before we get out of here, how can our Clive listeners connect with you? Are you on Twitter or Facebook? Yes, I am on Twitter. Okay. Uh, It's Monica. It's at Monica WSB, at Monica WSB. And I tweet regularly. Right now I'm in graduate school at the University of Georgia, so I tweet less when school's in session, but I do at least once a week catch up with all my Twitter, my Twitter friends, or as I call them, my tweet hearts. So Twitter is definitely a, a way to always stay in touch with me. And I still maintain an email at WSB. It's real simple, monica.pearson at wsbtv.com. I love it. Thank you, Monica Pearson, the epitome of success. Amazing work. Dana, thank you. Awesome. We are quickly approaching the end of the show. Stay tuned in. Our next show will be on Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. More hot and relevant topics to come. Check out our upcoming show schedule at www.blogtalkradio.com slash Shana Thornton. Again, email the show at letstalkshana at gmail.com. Share the show with family and friends. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Simply search Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. We would love to connect with you, and we do follow back. We are a positive show for the entire community. This is a family show. Stay connected. Stay informed. All content original, copyright 2013 by Shana Thornton. We will now feature a song selection by the dynamic gospel sensation Shana Wilson. This song is hot, oh so hot. Give Me You is the title of the selection. Shana Wilson has been a featured guest on this show in the past, and we love her here. Enjoy Shana's music and have a productive week. Give me you. Everything else can wait Give me you I hope I'm not too late 
I hope. 